welcome back to the Star Girl Podcast. This is Angie. And this is Lizzy. And we actually have content to review today. We finally saw an advanced copy of episode one. So we have some first impressions for you guys. We will keep it spoiler free to the best that I can because I am terrible at... (laughs) I already told Lizzie that I am so bad at speaking without using spoilers so she's gonna be kind of like the I will be like yeah like Angie shut yeah. up you're gonna be like the warden of this conversation <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you want to start with Lizzie uh I don't know I'm just so excited that we actually have stuff it's like I it know. feels like we need to take a moment and like breathe it in it's like finally Let's take a moment to just appreciate the fact that we got to see the screener and it's 40, what, like 45 minutes of content? Yes. 45 whole minutes. Psych. I'm so excited. <laughs> we started um, this podcast probably about 10 years ago, it seems. Yes. And now we finally have stuff, like substantial stuff to talk about it's very exciting even if we can't really talk about much of it and I don't think people want spoilers right now you just want to sort of hear from us uh since we're here at Stargirl Podcast if we liked it or not so I'm just gonna ask Angie first Angie Mm -hmm. just did you like it or not Mm -hmm. the first episode okay I didn't like it I love it. <laughs> I knew she was going to do that. We've talked about this. See, what happened, I'm just going to sidebar for a second. I've been watching a lot of guys' grocery games during this quarantine. And the judges, when they review, like, the chef's uh, work, they always, like, play around with them like that. So that's where I got that from. My apologies. <laughs> It's okay, because I knew that you loved it, and I will say that I absolutely loved it, too. I think if when you told us we were going to do this podcast, you would have told us this is what the episode was going to be. I mean, we signed up for it anyway, but we would have been thrilled. Um, I can't even tell you. There are a lot. uh, Let's see. There are a lot of moments that happened in that first episode that I know that we had discussed wanting, whether it was on air or off air. That was yeah. good at being spoiler free, right? It was good. Okay. And, um, and I think um, if you listen to us before, um, you sort of have an idea of what we wanted. And um, I think we were both really, really, I'm not going to say surprised, like I wanted it to be good. Um, mm-hmm. did I think it was going to be as good as it was? No. Even if I wanted it to be good, I'm very good at keeping my expectations like low. <laughs> yes. I would say that I had really, I had high expectations of it, but I think part of that was because we've been waiting so long for it when they first like broke the news for this, when we first signed up to do the podcast and doing all of this like season zero recording for us. I was really just like 
waiting for this content to arrive and now that it has and you had all these expectations attached like what it's gonna look like how the actors are gonna fit in with these like preconceived notions that we have with these characters that we read so many comics about because that's the other thing too is because we had waited this long for content like we both got a chance to read a lot of the like star basic comics so like there was so much for us to like really like put our expectations into so I'm glad that we both feel that it's been met you know it is it is and I um, I can't wait for people to actually watch it and like leave us messages and and just to share this with all of you um but I think starting out since we're not giving spoilers like I think we should talk sort of tone um yeah. visually the colors yeah. the special effects how it looks um, yeah um I think for me and I don't know if you'll agree but like I think for me that was one of the things that sort of surprised me in a good way the most mm-hmm. because I don't know why and I know this is not a CW show but it is gonna air on the CW and there's a part of me that it, the Arrowverse is like you know what the Arrowverse has done to to us okay. you know mm-hmm. um so there's a part of me who that wasn't expecting it to be as vibrant as colorful um mm-hmm. sort of like early season one Supergirl in a mm-hmm. way Oh, what do you think? I 100% agree with what you said. And I'm going to add that the show, she looks expensive. Okay. It does. The entire show, you can tell that either they had a bigger budget or they had like very talented people working on it. Perhaps it's a combination of both. In fact, I hope it's a combination of both. But when it starts and you see like, that like DC logo crawl Ooh, that we're yes! used to from the movie, right? Cause that's what yes. we're seeing in like the movies. And yeah, we see it also, I believe in like the Harley Quinn show, it also opens with that same like opening, but it really sets a like cinematic tone, I would yeah. say. Yeah, and then the whole episode is like, maybe I'm just thinking of the early days of Arrow. And how dark that was. And and mm-hmm. Bad Woman. It's been dark. They're trying to paint it less like the heroes are dark. So they make everything look darker. Courtney mm-hmm. is not dark. No. <laughs> She's a girl. Um, and I think that that helps the fact that the show looks so bright. And like happy. The show yes. looks happy visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um... When I was watching it, I texted you and I was like, it just looks happy. Like, I don't have another word to describe yeah. it. You know, like straight from the opening scene, the vibrancy of it just like draws you in. And it really like differentiates itself from the rest of what we're used to with the Arrowverse. Yes. I think even the rest of the DC Universe, Titans is also a very dark show visually. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's something about the tone that they want to hit with the characters, but this just, it's, it's happy. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that more people are going to get to watch it on the CW. Like, I know we talk shit about the, the <laughs> CW. Sorry. I know we say we're not always happy with the CW, but, um, uh, it, it'll mean more people are going to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I think people are really going to respond to the color, the special effects. I also think people are really going to respond to 
Breck's performance in this series too, at least based on what we've seen so far. What did you think of Breck as Courtney? I was, again, I think it was all going to fall on her. The show was going to make it or break it. It all depended on her performance and whether we believe her as Stargirl, which is kind of like, again, you got to do this thing where you're playing superheroes, where you look like you know that this is weird, but you still accept it. And it's a Mm -hmm. weird thing to play. Um, And I think she does amazing in, like, I, I, again, I think she was my favorite thing in the pilot, and I would have never told you that she was going to be my favorite thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. think um, that she was going to do so well. And I also didn't think, like, I like Courtney uh, in the comics, but I like the people around her, too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't necessarily expect to be like, yes, Courtney, my favorite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah there's something to be said about also like the weight of responsibility Breck had as like the main star because yes you're like shouldering the a lot of the weight of the show but also there's the added pressure that you know Courtney the character is based on a real person so again yeah. there's like a lot of expectations of who this character should be like and a lot of pressure built into that too because it's such a beloved character in the DC universe particularly for Jeff Johns and i think that she just like like i hadn't seen Breck in anything prior no. This is my first time seeing her in anything. And I thought she was really engaging and really charismatic. And, you know, when you play a teenage girl, you have to, it has to have like this level of authenticity. And that means like, you're not always going to be a badass. You're not always going to be super likable. Cause when you're a teenage girl, you're just like a person like anyone else. And I think she was really able to show that, effectively throughout the pilot too i agree and i think that speaks to the writing because we've talked before about wanting her to feel like a teenage girl and part of feeling like a teenage girl and i know supergirl does it and she's older but part of sort of playing that type of superhero younger is that she needs to be able to be a teenage girl and for us to have moments when we're like oh Mm -hmm. what are you doing why Um, would you say that (laughs) right and I think that works perfectly and um I I have to say that uh the writing in the pilot feels really tight it feels like they know what they're doing yeah I agree with that too and to jump into the next thing that we wanted to talk about I think the writing the writing and the actors really helped set up the family dynamics that we were looking for um, what did you think yeah. of how they set up the Whitmore family or the Dugans and the Whitmores? I mean, I, again, like, I, I think I've said this along, like, all the podcasts that we've done, but we wanted found family um, because that's what this is supposed to be about. Um, and obviously that doesn't happen in one episode, but you got to set it up. Um, you gotta you gotta make it so people are like yes these people can fit together um mm-hmm. and i think the the pilot did that in a fantastic way um i really am invested in how the relationship between corny and pat is gonna progress mm-hmm. from here on out and that was one of the most important things for me to care 
about corny empath. Exactly. Yeah, because that's a lot of the stress uh, of the comics is on that relationship. So again, we were definitely looking for that. And I think Luke Wilson really plays like the dorky stepdad pretty well. And I'm really like happy that he's a part of this show. <laughs> he's just he's, a uh, he's so I mean, he's so precious. I, mean, I think we've all uh, I mean, depending on what age we all are, but like we've loved Luke Wilson's for a while and like I, I was really happy to see him come into the show and I figured he could play it. But to see him with Bragg um and to see the sort of chemistry that two actors need to have to to play it in a believable way and to see that it clicked and to see that it was working I was like okay I can go on this journey and when we get to a highly emotional point which I'm sure we will Mm -hmm. like at the end of the season I will cry oh for sure yeah I can already tell like I already clocked several things I was like "Mm, I know what that's leading to and I'm probably gonna cry about it later like I'm just mentally preparing myself but in a good way Um, how do you think the show feels like in general compared to the Arrowverse um, or in the rest of the DC universe? Like, do you feel like it's a show that could cross over with the Arrowverse or do you think it's different enough that it shouldn't? Hmm. Well, I, I really do enjoy crossovers. I'm kind of basic in that way. Like, (laughs) Going back to, like, my childhood when I saw, like, the Flintstones meet the Jetsons, I thought that was just, like, the coolest thing. So, of course, like, I would love for her to cross over, particularly, I think we talked about this in previous episodes, but particularly with the Supergirl character. Like, I would love to see her cross over into the Supergirl show or have Kara come over to Blue Valley for some reason I think that would be just a really fun homage to the comics um I would say as far as like how it fits in with the rest of the Arrowverse like we talked about before it is so much brighter so I don't know how you would integrate that brightness that she has into I mean Arrow is over so we wouldn't have to worry about that I don't really see her thriving in Gotham so much, so I don't think she's going to pop into the Batwoman show. I think the most likely shows for her to pop into would be Flash, Supergirl, Legends is so wacky. I mean, they (laughs) could do it, but yeah. (laughs) I would actually see her like, she has the feel of Barry and Kara's little sister. Um, yeah little cousin or something that that would be a fun probably like even though I don't think the show as they've established it in the first episode really fits with the rest of the Arrowverse I think as a character she would fit with Kara probably with Barry not with Flash when it gets dark but with Barry as the goo that he can yeah be. definitely I oh I was gonna add on to that but it totally left my brain can you tell that we're recording this on a Friday my goodness (laughs) (laughs) what did I want to say it was something about the flash oh no I'm sorry Lizzie I lost it (laughs) okay um I I think I think that they will make a crossover if it all goes well 
like I think the money will speak and we will see a crossover of sorts. The, the only other thing is that this is, feels like the beginning of something else. I mean, mm-hmm. Flash is on its, I don't know what, seventh season? Sixth season? I don't know. Seven, I think. Um, uh, and then Supergirl is yeah. on its sixth season. And then those heroes feel like they're on the way out in a way. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're going to end this season or next season but they do feel like they're a little bit on the way out and and the characters like Courtney feel like they're starting um, to find like their own place and like maybe this is the beginning of a new era um, yeah. the funny thing is I see her blending in more with Cara and Barry that I see her with like the Titans I yeah. do not know what she would do in the middle of Titans like no yeah uh, I remember the point I was going to make, you know, five minutes later. I think that it's not a spoiler to say that um, they're building up for her to have her own world with the JSA. Because we know the JSA are going to be a part yeah. of this. Just based yeah. on casting, what's been released about the show so far. Obviously, it's going to be very, like, JSA focus and building up that group and I don't know if we necessarily need the crossover in that sense because we're going to have like such a rich mixture of characters like she's going to have enough people to interact with I would say we wouldn't get a crossover until at least like end of season two maybe yeah yeah I agree and I don't think we want it soon Mm-hmm. But we might want it in the future. Like, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. I can see how it would be fun. And I right now, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe the show will get darker. Not just visually, but, like, things have to happen to Kurt. Like, that's mm-hmm. just the way of superheroes. So, we will see. We will. Um, any other first impressions that you wanted to talk about, Lizzie? I actually want to keep all the little things for when we can talk spoilers. So we will do an episode after you people have watched (laughs) the pilot. And then we will continue to do that throughout the season. So we just kind of wanted to take a moment or an episode, a short one, to say that you should really watch Stargirl. We've been waiting for a while. But... I feel like my expectations were met and even surpassed. So you should give it a chance. Really, really, you should give it a chance. It was well worth the wait, I think. And we waited a long time. Yes, we did. And we're really happy we now get to talk about actual content. Yay. So in the meantime, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. You can subscribe to us, Stargirl Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please hit us up with some five-star reviews because we work hard. We do. Don't forget that we're part of the DC TV Podcast Network. We're podcasts for all the DC shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, you can subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. 
DCTV podcast also has its own T public store. So you're, if you're interested in DCTV related merchandise, you can click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear up as it supports the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. If you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, email us at stargirlpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye, guys.